0: you're listening to podcateers
1: welcome to episode 299 of podcateers this week we talk about a special new documentary coming soon by the women of pixar Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opens at Hollywood Studios. Grant Imahara constructs one of the most adorable animatronics that we've ever seen. We catch up on some of the March Mayhem action. And remember that you can vote daily while the tournament is going on through our Instagram stories. Plus, we talk about COVID-19 aka the coronavirus and some of the things that you can do when visiting the parks or even in your daily life to try to prevent yourself from being infected remember that you can join the conversation over on instagram twitter or facebook just search for podcateers or by leaving a comment on the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com 299 299 man time flew by we're almost at 300 huh maybe we should do a giveaway stay tuned we're gonna get this podcast going in just a moment but before we do we'd like to thank freshbooks for their support in sponsoring this episode freshbooks is the easy to use invoicing software designed to help freelancers and small business owners like us get organized save time invoicing and get paid faster to try Freshbooks free for 30 days, head over to gofreshbooks.com/podcasters and if they ask, "Hey, how did you hear about us?" just make sure to enter podcasters. Finally, before we get this going, we'd like to send a huge shout out to the FGP Squad. If you're new to the podcast, the FGP Squad is an awesome group of listeners just like you that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon, and it's that support that helped make these episodes happen. This week, a special thank you goes out to Miguel for becoming the latest member of the FGP Squad family. And if you want more info on how you can join, head over to podgateers.com FGP for more info. And, of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, a huge, huge, huge thank you goes out to all of you for your continued support. So uh, I guess we should get the podcast started, right? Yeah, let's do that. Here we go. This is episode 299 of Podcuteers. Mm-hmm. So that's good.
0: You can see like yeah. the little lines. <laughs> it's going wow wow
1: wow as it's going down. <laughs> as it's running here. How are you?
0: Surviving.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get ya. Yeah. I get ya. It's been super tough. You know, I any I have to empathize with all these people that do all these home renovations and stuff. Because regardless mm-hmm. of the size of the Renault, it's a lot to t- I mean, something mm-hmm. as simple as painting a room. If you're not used to doing that or, you know, cleaning things off to paint it properly and primary and painting, man, yeah. it takes a lot out of you. Uh-huh. I, like, my body's yeah. sore. Yesterday, I was moving, like, furniture and boxes and I slipped and tweaked my back and it's been hurting Dude. so badly. Thankfully, uh, I had some, some, you know, medication that, that helped me, mm-hmm. but man, all day I haven't been able to move. Like I'm just now kind of starting to get a little bit more mobility back into my back. Oh, man. Like it, it's that like lower back pain that resonates like into your neck and shoulders. That just makes your head hurt like that's Mm -hmm. what i've been feeling all day like when i first took the the muscle relaxers like it knocked me out like i i my body was just done like it just knocked me out and i i slept for a few hours i got up and i i felt like sore and i thought oh man i can't get anything done and I like to you know work on stuff I always like to be doing something and so when I go down like this because of something like this that happened like I kind of feel useless you know it's it's so frustrating to me that I can't get stuff done and I'm trying to you know work on all of this to kind of like you know get it all done already and I'm thinking like uh, uh," like another day lost because of this you know. It's like, why can't I be life. made of adamantium?
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, no. um, Just painting a small bathroom, that for me was a lot. So I can't imagine like a bigger size. It's,
1: it's such a pain. So yeah, anybody that does this for a living, I guess if you do it more often, your muscle memory will kind of help. And it might help with the fatigue. Not that you wouldn't yeah. get tired, right? But I guess the movements associated with it, your body's a little more used to it. Um, yeah. I am not. <laughs> so <laughs> it is kicking my butt. I am just spent right now. I am I just, I want to nap. I, in all honesty, I want to nap. Uh, I hate to say this, but I want to be done recording so I can go nap again
0: i don't blame you i really don't i i know we got to do this but it's like there's times where i'm like that too it's just like i need to finish this piece no i want to go i know i want to (laughs) break
1: yeah but that's okay that's okay uh there's tons of stuff that i wanted to talk about it's a really good mental distraction from everything that's happening for me as well so I'm going to say mm-hmm. something that I think is going to surprise you, but you're going to be happy with all at the same time. Okay. I saw Frozen 2. What? Yeah, I saw <laughs> Frozen 2 this weekend.
0: I just blew up that. Sorry, guys. I I just saw everything spike. I'm like, whoa.
1: <laughs> I knew it would get you. That... <laughs> um. So. Wow. So, first of all, I loved it yeah i absolutely loved it so my wife and my kids had already seen this film they actually went Mm -hmm. to the movie theater to watch it Uh, unfortunately the day that they went i had some issues that i had to deal with like some family stuff that i had to take care of so the blu-rays out saw the film absolutely loved it I love the fact that they tied it all into the first movie. They did uh, some good character development. Um, I know that there's some people that say that there wasn't enough. Uh, I know that there's also there was some complaints and some talk about how there wasn't a lot of advancements in the animation itself. I was okay with it because it just felt like I was watching an extension of the first film. I think that if it was too different, it would have felt different much more unlike the first one and I think what really worked is that it basically picks up right after the last one you know not a lot of time has passed after the first one and so it works really well Uh, I I hadn't heard much about this film I did my best to kind of stay away from it and because it's not something that's normally talked about in my social circles unlike Rise of Skywalker (laughs) and stuff like that yeah. Uh, it was really easy for me not to know a lot about it going into it. So, thankfully, nobody had really spoiled the film for me. However, cool. I did kind of figure it out halfway through. And that was the sad part. That because of kind of how things were set up and what they were saying and how things were going, like halfway through the movie, I was like, ah, that's where this is going.
0: So, did you figure out, we could say, well, no, the Blu-ray out. So... So you already figured out the voice.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, dang. See, I didn't. Yeah, like, there was a <laughs>
1: specific moment right after that scene happened where, you know, they're singing the song and then Elsa goes on her quest and stuff. There was, like, mm-hmm. one particular moment when, by the way, water horses rule. Okay? Uh, right. Like, I feel like I need me a water horse. Um, there was, like, one moment <laughs> right at, like right after all of that happened be- when she's going on her quest where she just heard me say, oh, okay and then at the end she's like did you figure out what the what what the film was about like did you figure out who it was like yep like right because right before the reveal happens like i also Mm -hmm. said oh man (laughs) because i because i was right like i was like oh man i figured it out (laughs) and so it kind of took me out of it a little bit but um Mm -hmm. yay me for figuring it out i guess but (laughs) <laughs> uh, it didn't take away from it. I thought it was really well made. I enjoyed the story that they told. It, it was really weird because I connected with the film very differently than I connected with the first one. I think because of the fact that um, you know everything that I've dealt with in in our family in the last six months. You know, and, and the loss that, that we've experienced and everything. Mm-hmm. The way that certain things panned out in the film. Like, there was one moment where I was like, no! And i like, if I felt it to the core. Right? And I was like, don't. Yeah. No! And then uh, <laughs> oh. I, I may have ugly cried a little bit. Uh, but oh. overall, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to watch it again. That's how much I enjoyed it. It's
0: it's. Visually stunning as well. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I'm going to watch it again without anybody forcing me to. And I'm hoping to watch it again when my (laughs) kids are asleep because most of the time that we were watching this film, they're like, and dad, watch out. This is what's happening. Dad, Dad, (laughs) this is great. And then they would turn around and do all this commentary. I'm like, guys, I haven't seen this. Like, you guys saw this already. But, you know, it's fine. (laughs) So I'm going to watch it again. And I, I, I feel like I'm going to enjoy it this just as much, if not more, than I did the first time.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause you'll get to see a lot more, you'll get to focus on it a little bit better. Yeah. You hit it on the nail like I actually enjoyed this one much more than than the first one. Oh so question what did you think about Kristoff's um his song?
1: Oh my <laughs> God <laughs> it was... I mean look definitely not what I was expecting for this film right not even a Disney film at that but it was like the best thing ever it was just like (laughs) reminiscent of the style that it was made in Uh, like Uh all of the shots that they did that like I I wasn't like ha ha laughing inside I was like oh my god this is like the greatest thing I've ever seen I need to watch this again now (laughs) But since the kids were talking, I was kind of annoyed. So it was difficult for me oh. to like, shut up, <laughs> you know, like while I was watching this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh, man, it was so well done. So unexpected. I'm so uh-huh. glad that they did it. And I've, I've listened to the soundtrack a couple of times. And let me tell you, the the songs that Weezer and Panic! at the Disco did for this film mm-hmm. Like, their renditions of Into the Unknown and, oh, man, I forgot what Kristoff's song is called. Um,
0: Into the Woods? Into
1: the Woods, yeah. They're so good. I'm, like, so on board with these. Like, they are now a permanent part of my playlist on my phone.
0: (laughs) So, imagine being in a theater and it's just the adults laughing while the kids are, like, silent because they don't get it.
1: (laughs) Oh. Yeah, it was that so was... good. <laughs> I'm telling you, there was some fadeaway shots that were happening. That's like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, yes. <laughs> 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 oh, and by the way, Olaf can tell a story. Yeah. Oh, he's so good right? at it. <laughs> One of these days, it... <laughs> I'm going to tell a story Olaf style. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it, yeah, I, I'd be okay if more sequels were like that. I'm not saying I want more sequels, but that was really good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So if you haven't seen Frozen 2, uh, I strongly recommend it, even if you weren't too big of a fan of the first one. Like I said, I think this one followed it up really well. (laughs) I don't say that very often outside of Mm -hmm. Marvel movies, but (laughs) this one did a really good job of following up the first one, and it's a very rare case of me saying that I actually like this one more than the first one. So Mm -hmm. there it is. Finally saw Frozen 2. Yay! yay speaking of video stuff there's a couple of things that i wanted to bring up because i thought this was just super cool first one is that pixar made an announcement a couple of days ago on their instagram that there's going to be a brand new documentary that the women of pixar actually put together it's a documentary about the 19th amendment uh, because this year we're celebrating a 100-year anniversary since the passing of the 19th Amendment. Uh, in case you're unfamiliar, the 19th Amendment uh, was pretty important to the Constitution because it gave women the right to vote back in 1920. Now, there's a lot of people that argue that, oh, but it only gave white women the right to vote. And uh, to that, I want to say this. Um There's a lot of things in history that have been super, super messed up. And you can't get to a place of change if you don't start somewhere. And obviously throughout history, more amendments passed and more changes were made to law so that more women and more people of color could vote. Uh, So the 19th Amendment is very important because it did give only white women the right to vote, but it was a start in the right direction. So I I completely understand that it didn't give every woman the right to vote. I'm not arguing that, you know, that that was good or not, but it was a start. And I think that whenever change is involved with anything, a starting place is needed. You know, you don't get Mm -hmm. all of the change that you want all at once. So um, that's why it's a very important amendment. And I'm really curious to see what this documentary entails. Not a lot is known about it outside of that announcement, I don't know where it's gonna be released because they didn't say like it's exclusive to Disney Plus or in theaters yeah. you know, a month from now it or whatever. General. Yeah, very, very general. So uh we'll keep you posted on once more information is released about that documentary uh but uh, i think it's going to be good i'm I'm hoping that there's a a lot of really good information uh like i said it was made by women that work at pixar so i don't know if it's going to be an animated feature or if it's going to be like a just a general documentary film style but i'm curious to see what it entails and how it's executed.
0: Pixar brings out all the emotions. So that's something I'm excited about is that aspect. Like they're going to hit things. They're going to do a great job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think so Mm -hmm. too. I hope that it isn't done in such a way where people begin to say, oh, it's being watered down because they're trying to tell you this story and they're trying to kick you in the fields. Uh, I, I know, like you said, Pixar is known for amazing storytelling But Mm -hmm. I think when it's something this important, I think they're going to give it the respect that it requires, you know, when they're talking about this. And, yes, they might pull on some heartstrings. But uh, overall, I think it's going to be a very respectful film.
0: I'm really, really curious. And, yeah, we'll be... um we'll find out soon Yeah, you know about dates and everything
1: yeah I'm really curious about it so stay tuned to our Instagram obviously because that's where we post a lot of this type of information you can also join us over on Facebook or our Facebook group just search for Podcateers you can ask to join the group and you can follow along with us there as well Uh, also speaking of the Facebook group quick shout out to our friend Jill who helps us out with managing the Facebook group and all of our Facebook posts and stuff so shout out Jill woo also Whee! part of the FGP squad, by the way. <laughs> oh, speaking of FGP squad, you hear that sound right there, Melissa? Yeah! That means we have a new member Yay! of the FGP squad! Woo! Woo! Welcome, Miguel. <laughs> to the FGP squad nice. uh, in case you're new to the podcast or just don't know about it. The FGP squad is an awesome group of listeners, just like all of you that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. If you want a little more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad, you can head over to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support oh hey um What's up? i kind of broke my rule on this one and i decided to just watch the pov right through for mickey and minnie's <gasps> runaway railway yes
0: me too oh you did i'm too. not waiting two okay. years
1: <laughs> no okay all right so here's the deal I know I'm usually against it because I I just want to experience it. I was super on board, not watching it, not spoiling it for Rise of the Resistance. Mm -hmm. But this one, it's been so hyped up, you know, the the mixture of 3D and 2D and how they were going to put all of this together that I I just got too curious. Like I wanted to see what it was all about and it does not disappoint
0: oh no not at all i was curious to see how the rooms would look because i remember the attraction before so i'm like how are they gonna pull this off because it's big spaces i mean huge open spaces i'm like how is this gonna happen i know that there's a train and i know the elements but oh my god was blown away Mm -hmm. whoa like (laughs) it's gonna bring some life to toontown
1: oh yeah (laughs) for sure yeah (laughs) You know, there there's a lot of dark rides that for, first of all, I do want to say that everything about Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway brings in their traditional dark ride elements that just make it fun and exciting and and repeatable. That's the thing. Yeah. But even that repeatability after some time, if it's not tweaked a little bit tends to just get super boring. And that's why we're seeing updates to things like Snow White, for instance. Uh right. Without it being updated, it would become stale and people stop writing it. That's why we saw updates to things like Alice in Wonderland. And I think that every time that they've plussed up those attractions, they just get so much better. Oh, yeah. This one takes elements from a lot of different attractions. Like they use the trackless system for the vehicles themselves. Mm-hmm. They use a lot of projection technology, but there is a lot of physical animatronics. And that's kind of where that mm-hmm. 2D slash 3D element comes in. And it's pulled off so beautifully. It's so colorful. Uh-huh. It's so engaging. Uh, I, I feel like I watched it and I don't care. Like I need to write it. Like it only amped yeah. me up <laughs> about writing it even more now.
0: Right? It's just. Oh my gosh. Uh, I love how you're just surrounded by everything. Oh man! But you touched You 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 hit it. It's just colors and how everything comes together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's adorable too. <laughs> it is so adorable.
1: They did such a good job with all of the characters. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, I love that there's a little nod to Rollick and Roadsters in there.
0: Yes, 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 yes.
1: I thought that was super cute of them to add. Like, it's so unexpected that, it, you know, when it happens, you're like, ah, yes, I know mm-hmm. this. So, yeah, super cool. Uh, I am going to put a video that we found on YouTube of somebody that had a chance to ride the attraction over at Walt Disney World. We're still waiting for the Disneyland version to open. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that it's going to be very similar to the Walt Disney World one, if not an exact like mirror image of it. So we're pretty much going right. to experience the exact same thing. Um, But I I don't know. I, I feel this is the first time that I've had an opportunity to see an attraction well, maybe I think the only other attraction that I felt like this about was Pirates of the Caribbean in Shanghai. That's probably oh, yes. the only other one that I've seen it like uh, I've seen a video and just thought to myself, I need to go to there, you know, and that yep. was the same thing. Except for this one, I can just wait a little bit and it'll come to me instead of having to go to Florida and spend two grand just to fly out. There. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, super excited about that. We'll post the video in the blog post for the episode uh, over at podcasters.com slash 299 if you're curious. And if you can wait, unlike we did, um, <laughs> just uh, hit then wait, you know, because you're not yeah. going to be disappointed. I feel like you're kind of guaranteed to get something super cool these days whenever Imagineering puts out something new because the technology yeah. has just gotten so much better and everything that they're putting together which is part of the reason I'm just so excited about Avengers Campus right now but like just watching this attraction through there's there's I'm telling you there's so many elements that are just so beautiful so vibrant they use a lot of old techniques mixed in with a lot of new techniques and I Mm -hmm. just I'm in awe Mm -hmm. well done Imagineering bravo bravo Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm uh okay we're going to be talking a little bit about the coronavirus and kind of you know theme parks and everything in general uh especially because of how big uh coverage and stuff has gotten over it you know we had a couple of other topics planned for this particular episode but considering everything that's going on in the world we figured that it'd be a good time to talk about this right now uh so before we get to that Grant and Mahara Dude, I love you so much. I <laughs> yes. love you. Because <laughs> yes. we reposted a video and a couple of pictures of this animatronic of the child that he made.
0: Beautiful. I
1: I mean, look, I <laughs> have not seen um more footage of the animatronic that Hasbro's gonna be putting out later this fall. And according to some reports, it's going to be fantastic. It's a great animatronic. But man, this looks like mm. spot on.
0: <laughs> yes. Seamless. He just like it's perfect. Like the way that it moves, down to the coloring, down to the motion. I mean just everything. God, you're a genius,
1: Grant. <laughs> For real. Like if he can make his his animatronic eat a baby frog. That would be the cutest thing ever. Or make it sip out of a little, like make it sip bone broth out of a little bowl. Uh (laughs) That's like, that's it. Obviously, we love the animatronic that he put together. If you haven't seen it, check the Instagram account. We'll also put it in the blog post for the episode. But uh, I think what's coolest about this entire situation is that what he's using it for.
0: Yeah, like, it's not just this yes. like
1: cool little project that he decided that he wanted to put together. I mean, if I was putting something like that together, um yeah, coolest project ever, right? But mm-hmm. I don't have the technical know-how to put something like this together. So the entire uh baby Yoda so to speak, uh, was a collaborative effort between Grant and Mahara, a creator by the name of Lauren Marklin, who created the silicone skin that went around the baby Yoda, uh, Lindsay Hamilton, who created the coat and the jumpsuit. And the model of the child itself was created by a creator known as Project 842 uh, over on Etsy. His name is Sean Fields. Uh, If you head over to his Etsy shop, he's got all sorts of 3D models of different things in the Star Wars universe. Like you can uh, 3D print uh, a helmet uh, inspired by the Mandalorian. You can get uh, armor, um, like a Darth Vader 3D printable. And he recently made his 3D model of the child available for download as well. So if you're interested in that... Uh, We'll try to put links in the blog post for the episode in case you have a 3D printer or you have access to one and you want to make this yourself. Uh, But it's super cool that Grant was able to get together with all of these creators, put this thing together, make this little animatronic Baby Yoda, so to speak. And then on top of all that, he's going to be touring children's hospitals uh, throughout April to take the child to the children.
0: That is awesome. Right? So awesome. Man, and we live for stories like this.
1: Yeah. Like, if there was ever, like, Team Boat Willie goals, like, this is one Mm -hmm. of them, right? To create something that's super awesome like this, tour it around, make kids or people happy that, you know, aren't able to go out and experience these things on their own. Because, you know, we've talked about how it's very possible that in the future, we may see disney take a step back and say okay you know what we're no longer going to restrict galaxy's edge to this timeline and we're going to start seeing other characters that we haven't seen there before and it's very possible that maybe one day we're going to see mando from the mandalorian and maybe the child and if that's the case you can go and you can get your photo op. You know, we talked about how cool that would be. Or maybe that was in the FGP part of the episode. Uh, we thought it would be super cool if there was a yes. meet and greet, you know, for the Mandalorian with the child. That was very similar to the Star-Lord and Baby Groot uh, version that they have at Walt Disney World. Now, mm-hmm. if that's the case and you're an annual pass holder, you can visit Disneyland. That's all good good and dandy you know you go take your picture if that's the case but for people that are in hospital beds and they aren't able to go something like this is super cool you know we already see uh members of the 501st legion going out and doing these charity events dressed as stormtroopers and going out and you know putting these events together like this is i feel like this is an extension of it
0: yeah definitely I mean whatever whichever ways we could make magic for others I mean that's what Disney's all about and why not why not be able to do that make someone smile and like you said I mean sometimes these kids they can't even go out for their own safety so I mean why not bring that magic to them it's, oh my gosh thinking about it just makes me happy because you know they're going to get that smile on their face and you're just going to make their day and Just for once, forget, you know, the worries and whatnot. So kudos, kudos to the team.
1: Absolutely. I'm sure that at some point, if it hasn't happened already, I'm sure that Grant has connections since he's in the industry. I'm sure Mm -hmm. he has connections to people that work at Lucasfilm. I'm sure that he knows people that work at Disney. And at some point, I know that they're going to end up sponsoring something like this or helping him through his journey because of just how noble the idea is and what Mm -hmm. the message behind it is. And ultimately when you have people that are this creative and this talented putting something together, you you know, it, it, it turns into something bigger. Like for instance, I'll give you the perfect example. Uh, I was so excited to finally see uh, a few weeks back the the Pixar in real life uh, short that they put up on Disney Plus that featured mm-hmm. Wally. you know, mm-hmm. because it's that robot was made by a gentleman named Mike McMaster. And he's been doing these things like these robots for years. Like he's made R2-D2s. Uh, I, I'm, I think he made a BB-8. I'm pretty sure I've seen that in his shop before. Uh, and he made this wally. Years back, he had it at a D23 Expo, and he's kind of popped up at different events all over the country. And, I mean, he's super talented. And, like, it's so spot on, the way that he made this WALL-E robot, that I'm sure that Disney or Pixar reached out to him and said, hey, we're doing this Pixar in real life thing, do you want to feature your WALL-E robot? And you know, wow. like that's how connections are made. So that's true. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm super psyched about this. I hope that uh, somehow he's able to post updates, or he's kind of able to give us just uh, a play by play of how things go down. I know that when you go and you deal with hospitals, and you deal with especially pediatric wards. Uh, there's very, very strict rules behind it. There's a lot of HIPAA compliance issues that you run into. So mm-hmm. he, he may not be able to show us everything, if not anything. But, yeah, I just, again, the, the fact that he's putting this together and the noble gesture behind it, I think, is really what makes me so excited about it. Uh, okay, we're going to talk a little bit about March Mayhem because, oh, man, <laughs> there are some surprising <laughs> results So we're going to talk about March Mayhem. Uh Uh-huh. And we're going to talk about the coronavirus (laughs) in just a moment. So stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you with support from FreshBooks. You know, many years ago, I started doing some freelance work, taking photos for businesses, realtors, engagement sessions, and family photos. One thing that I always struggled with, though, was finding a good solution for invoicing. And that's where FreshBooks came in. FreshBooks is the easy to use invoicing software designed to help freelancers and small business owners get organized, save time invoicing, and get paid faster. They offer super simple solutions that let you create and send professional looking invoices in seconds. On top of that, FreshBooks offers great ways to track time worked create estimates and quotes, you can run reports to see how you're doing, process payments, and if you ever have any questions, their award-winning support team is there to help. If you're always on the move, don't worry, FreshBooks also has easy-to-use mobile apps for iOS and Android. Getting started with FreshBooks is extremely simple. You can try it free for 30 days by going to gofreshbooks.com slash podcateers. You can also find a link in the post for this episode on our website. Also, make sure to enter podcateers if they ask you, how did you hear about us? If you're looking for a way to help your business grow, help you with invoicing and billing, get organized and more, FreshBooks is there to help. So give it a shot and check out some of the great features that FreshBooks has to offer. That link again is gofreshbooks.com slash It's time to get back to the show, but we'd like to thank FreshBooks for their support. All right. Thanks again to the sponsor of this episode for their help in bringing this episode of Podketeers to you. You know, we were talking a lot about this over the last week and there's a lot of people that are super scared about the coronavirus, or a, as mm-hmm. it is technically known, uh, COVID-19. It It is something that should arise some concern in all of us, uh, especially considering that not a lot is known about the disease in general. Uh, I do believe that the media is, you know, putting a little too much mustard on it in most cases. I agree. But... We should always be prepared, you know, regardless of what it is. I'm not talking about go buy every single roll of toilet paper prepared, but we should be prepared, right? Yeah. You know, when it comes to visiting uh, different public places, especially theme parks – you never know what you're going to you find once you get there, obviously, uh, especially right. for a place like Walt Disney World, where, you know, we talked about this with Jason very briefly as we were ending last week's episode. You know, Walt Disney World is a hub for vacationers from all around the world. Disneyland yeah. has a lot of locals. You know, there's not a lot of vacationers. We do get some here, uh, a lot of people that have never visited Walt's Park like to come to Disneyland, but Disneyland itself isn't that resort type destination that Walt Disney World is. You know, so right. uh, there is a, a little a little more concern for Disney World. Uh, because of so many people that funnel through from around the world, uh, especially considering that uh, over the last week, um, I, I believe I read that a cast member at Disneyland Paris tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, you know, we've seen reports that uh, Japan closed a lot of its parks You know, Tokyo Disneyland, Mm -hmm. Hong Kong, Shanghai, even Universal Studios Japan, Legoland Japan, they all announced this two-week closure. Uh, And in some cases, they've been closed since early February, you know, to try to minimize the impact of spreading of the coronavirus. And it's causing some hysteria as far as, you know, Wall Street is concerned, because uh, I believe most of those parks are scheduled to reopen on March 16th but so far uh in the last earnings call i believe that uh disney was reporting that they were going to lose approximately 135 million you know on operation oh, income during that quarter because of the closure of those parks yeah. and you know you can tell that a, a lot of companies and a lot of people are are definitely taking this serious Here in California, we know that it's being monitored heavily. Uh, We know that Mm -hmm. Disney has their finger on the pulse. Dr. Pamela Himmel, who is the chief medical officer for Disney Parks, was quoted as telling CBS L.A., As part of our commitment to the health and well-being of our cast, guests, and larger community, we are carefully monitoring the evolving coronavirus situation and are in regular contact with health agencies for information and guidance. Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort are welcoming guests as usual, and we continue to implement preventative measures in line with the recommendations of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and other health agencies. So, uh, you know, Disney is doing their part to try to minimize the impact of the spreading of the coronavirus. Uh, It's difficult To to fully prepare for something like this, because it is something new. We are learning about it and we are learning about how it transmits from person to person. Uh, We do know that it, it can transfer through contaminated surfaces, just like a cell phone, a cup, a spoon, you know, like anything that comes in contact you know, you know, with you, it can transmit to another person. It can be airborne. If you're around somebody that coughs or sneezes, you can contract it that way as well. We've been told that masks are not helpful in preventing getting the coronavirus because the viruses can penetrate through the mask itself, but it can limit the spreading of the virus. Uh, if, You... Think you have it? Obviously, try to stay home. Contact your doctor. Right. Let them know that you think you have it. What you're feeling, how you contracted it, um, who you've come in contact with. Uh, if you have an uncontrollable fever, if you have trouble breathing, those are all signs that you should make your doctor aware of, and they will tell you how to proceed. Uh, obviously, because you know they want to try to keep as much as many people safe as well. Um, when it comes to trying to prevent it on yourself, uh, you don't necessarily need antibacterial soap. Regular soap will do, but of course antibacterial soap right. is great uh, as long as you do it right. And by right, we mean you right. need to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. Take some soap, uh, a good, I don't know, what, a quarter size right a quarter oh yeah uh, yeah like take about a quarter size yeah uh, of soap you know get some water lather up your hands wash between your fingers wash all over you know the tops of your hands uh if you can kind of clean underneath your nails where you can get obviously some debris and some bacteria underneath there So if you're a nail biter, uh, like I was for many years, uh, if you tend to suck on your thumb, uh, you know, try to break that habit. Uh, Anything that makes contact with your mouth or your eyes, try to break those habits because that is a really huge way of spreading this disease. So wash your hands for 20 seconds. If you come in contact with raw food with, um, I don't know, if you sneeze, uh, make sure that you're sneezing into a tissue and tossing it you know, in the trash can immediately after, wash your hands after. Uh, and of course, if you don't have access to soap and a sink, make sure that you have hand sanitizer that is at least 60% alcohol. Most hand sanitizers that you purchase, even at like the 99 cent store or Walmart or Target, are traditionally mm-hmm. 63 to 65% alcohol so you should be safe with all of those. Make sure that after you use it, um, lather up your hands the same way that you would as if you were washing your hands, but don't wash it off. Don't wipe it, don't, you know, go rinse your hands underneath something because it's counterproductive. You know, you if you, if you're using hand sanitizer, obviously right. you want it to kill the germs that you have on there. Uh, If you're going to a theme park, obviously, there's a lot of unknown variables as far as who might have it. But you can control what you come in contact with. Being in theme parks, you know, you're always touching the handrails that are on the sides. You're always leaning on stuff. You're always, you know, in, in the trajectory of people sneezing and coughing. If that happens, you know, be as polite as possible and say, hey. You know, can you please cough into your shoulder or uh, move away from there as quickly as possible? Uh, I I know that this would be the best mm-hmm. time for people to just let it all out and just be like, how dare you cough in front of it? You know, I think we can control ourselves. I think we can. You know, uh, be as civil as possible when it comes to something like this. We're all trying to (laughs) enjoy our day. And for the most part, they could just be choking on a piece of gum or something or a granola bar that they just bit into. Right. So you don't know what's happening. So try to monitor the situation, kind of read what's going on and then, you know, handle it accordingly. If if you if you're very concerned, walk away from the area. You know, you can come back. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to do that particular thing at that, that moment. I do that. So as far as, you know, taking your children, yeah. that I believe is going to be the hardest thing to monitor if you're going to a theme park because it's difficult even for adults, especially if you're in used to, you know, like rubbing your eyes, if you have allergies. Uh, with children, especially, it's super, super difficult at times because – you can imagine how difficult it is for them if it's difficult for adults you know they don't have that filter. they're just very reactive to things so they don't have that in their mind that tells them oh no i'm gonna get this disease uh when it comes to um trying to teach your kids you know the hygiene that is needed to make sure that things like this don't spread you know we've had this talk with our kids they had that talk with them at school We've really pressed the, the wash your hands for 20 seconds. Don't put things in your mouth that don't belong in your mouth. Something as simple as, oh, I'm playing with these Legos and I'm using my teeth to separate them. Uh-uh. Ooh, Squash I'm that. Uh-uh. Use the little <laughs> plier. You know, use the little separator. And it's just yep. a matter of teaching them to go about their business in a different way and it might take a few times for you to you know really get it in there but be vigilant Mm -hmm. and especially when you're going out to these theme parks be vigilant about what they're touching and if they've been touching the handrails don't hand them a snack that they're immediately going to put in their mouth clean their hands wash their hands have something that you make sure that they'll be able to eat properly and they won't accidentally contract anything and it's not even for the coronavirus right it's just in general like you can catch the flu you can catch all sorts of things just from these germs Mm -hmm. and i know that there's a lot of people out there that are going to be like well that's how you build up tolerance and i you know what to a certain extent i totally agree with you this is a slightly different case though because there is no known cure or immunization for the coronavirus right. and that's what makes this difficult and that's what makes this a little scary and in most cases makes people buy out all the toilet paper at the Vons, because right. they don't know what to expect right and then they hear all these crazy things in the news and they're like a oh, no, zombie apocalypse right so chill <laughs> mm-hmm. take a deep breath You know, for the most part, it's going to be okay. I think we're going to be hearing about these cases over the course of the next year. Be vigilant of yourself. Be vigilant of your children. Try to keep as clean as possible. And if you want to go out and experience things uh, at the parks, enjoy yourself. You know, yes, but be careful. Make sure that you have sufficient things to clean your hands, clean your mouth. Uh, if, if you see something suspicious, uh, especially with anybody that's handling your food, make sure to report it, you know. But uh, I think for the most part, uh, uh, until we see more cases in the area, uh, I mm-hmm. think I personally feel that it's gonna be okay.
0: Yeah, as long as you guys are just taking care of, you know, what you're doing, just uh, be aware of your surroundings. Um, I actually have done this. I, I mean, I don't know if this is like as good as a mask, but I've actually had someone in front of me at Disneyland. You know, they may have had a, a cold or maybe they had an allergy and they sneezed. And you know that the wind is coming in your in your direction. I'll shut my mouth, I'll walk as fast as I can, hold my breath, go somewhere opposite and breathe. Like I've done that um, just so I don't just inhale anything like if I notice that someone did sneeze. um, But yeah, uh, what you mentioned, sneezing into your your elbow, your sleeve, um, things like that. If we just continue to do that, I think we'll be okay um it's just a little worrisome for those who have compromised immune um systems if they're elderly or if they have existing um health problems those are the folks that we really need to take care and watch out for that they just stay safe and you know everything is just it'll be all right
1: yeah no more toilet
0: paper i need some yeah (laughs) So, yeah, I mean,
1: you can continue living your life. Obviously, if you do feel sick, again, make sure Mm -hmm. that you monitor what's going on. Talk to your doctor if you feel like you've contracted something and don't go to school. Don't go to work. Don't go to public places until you know, you know, what could be going on or, you, you know, you get tested if you really feel that you've contracted it. But for the most part, we can we can continue living our lives. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I don't think it's at a point, at least here in the United States, where, you know, it's to the point where you have to buy out all the toilet paper yet. And and hopefully it doesn't get to that. You know, right. because it, it this last week it's just been super difficult finding a lot of things in stores. Like we've been seeing all these reports about hand sanitizer and toilet paper uh, and uh, different hygiene products and the price gouging that's been going on, like, on eBay and Amazon. And it's so sneaky how some of these vendors are getting away with these insane price hikes, which, by the way, it's, eBay and yeah. Amazon don't allow. But they're, they're classifying it as, like, this is one of the most creative ones that I read about. Uh, I forgot who posted this in a news report, but there was a vendor on Amazon who posted a 24 pack of the little trial size Purells for $400 because it was what? a quote unquote collectible. That's no. how they got around it. They called it a collectible and were able to price it that high, you know, so they could get around, uh, around the price gouging like rules that and regulations that they have. So, I'm glad that eBay and Amazon are doing their part to police those things, and yes, thank uh, you. be careful. You know, make make sure that you're not, you know, falling for those things. Yes, we should be prepared for stuff, but uh, when it comes to prepared, like water, food-wise, man, we're an earthquake country, y'all. Like that's that's just right. something we gotta be prepared for anyway. You know, like this is right. just a an extension of our preparedness. So make sure that, you know, there are regulations about how much water, how much food, uh, how much stuff you should have per person in your household. And whenever Mm -hmm. you can prepare for that, that's kind of how you prepare for an emergency. Um, As far as the coronavirus itself there's a lot of really uh, great facts and information on the CDC website. So in the blog post for the episode over at podcasterscom slash 299, we're going to put the link to the CDC website that talks all about the coronavirus, COVID-19. It gives you uh, some information on how it spreads, how to prevent it, or how to minimize, you know, possibly getting it because you can't, you know, prevent it. There's no immunization or anything for it. Right. So, uh, we're going to leave that information there in case you guys want to read that if you haven't yet. Uh, I, I think, in general, most people are scared of what's happening again because of what the media is saying about it. Uh, but also at the same time, uh, there are a lot of unknown factors that, yeah. you know, we, we're just unfamiliar with this. And those things can be scary. But if you take precautions you minimize the the possibility of actually contracting it and if you're super super concerned about it then just don't go you know bottom line like the the best way to obviously prevent it is don't put yourself in a place or a situation where you're going to find yourself possibly getting it so If like like Mel said, if you have like a compromised immune system or if you have a weak immune system because you've been sick recently or, you know, pre-existing conditions, elderly, whatever the case is, uh, if if you're predisposed, don't put yourself in a situation where you possibly could contract it, you know, because then they could spread it to other people in your family. And it's just a domino effect from there. Yeah. So better
0: be safe than sorry.
1: Absolutely. Um, Yeah, we're place to end on. Like, I feel like (laughs) we're always trying to to end on a really super happy note. uh, But I feel like this was really important for us to talk about, especially considering that it's just... There's a lot of stuff going on around it. We're not health experts. We're not medical experts in any way. But this is some of the stuff that we've learned about it. And if there's anything that you want to share that you've learned about it, please join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. Leave a comment. You know, let, let's let let's start a conversation and that way mm-hmm. people can learn new things about it. Uh, a lot hasn't changed about what we know about this one since about mid-February or so. So yeah. that was the last update on the CDC website. But as soon as anything new is is known, they're going to update it there. Uh, OK, so one last thing that we wanted to bring up March Mayhem. Ah, uh, Melissa, what happens? Melissa, Melissa, Melissa. <laughs> so, what happened? Uh, I know. <laughs> I Look, I'm not good at the sports thing, right? I already know this. I already knew <laughs> that I'm not great at selecting winners of these brackets or anything, but only 2 of my predictions so far have like made it through.
0: Cinderella didn't make it through. No,
1: that was like <laughs> I had Cinderella winning the whole thing. <laughs>
0: Me too. At first I did too, and then I changed it, but I'm like, what? She didn't even make it the first
1: round. Yeah, I I <laughs> oh. I, I didn't even think that Peter Pan was going to pull off the upset that it did. That was <laughs> That was something. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was like 67% <laughs> over 33 for Peter Pan. Uh-huh. It was insane. Like, I get it. Was... it. I love Peter yeah. Pan, but I don't know. It it definitely did not go like I was expecting. The Aladdin versus Lion King. Man, yeah. that was a tight race until the end. It was 50-50 for a long time. Wow. It was crazy because I was kind of monitoring the votes and -hmm. I would see them come in. It hit 50 50. Uh, You know, listener and good friend of the show, Sarah, was commenting along the way and she's like, "Ah, I don't know what to do. It's 50 50. (laughs) Like, "Ah, I love both of these. And she was like wrecking her brain as well, because some of these you just don't know how to go. You know, you you have to follow your heart. There was a lot of people that were commenting and asking us, you know, how do you how are you gauging this? Is it like box office numbers? Are you gauging this? Are you gauging that? And I was simply saying, just follow your heart. Which one do you connect more with? That's really how you should vote. Forget about the numbers. Forget about everything else. Which one do you like more? And that's how most people were voting. Uh, So, Yeah. Lion King versus Aladdin super tight race up until the end 50 50 like one would go to 51 percent the other one would overtake it back to 51 and so on and so forth and then in the last hour of voting Aladdin hit 55 percent and beat out the Lion King so that one (laughs) was just exciting to watch Uh, And I remember during the Frozen, again, also one that I chose to win, and it didn't. But between Frozen (laughs) and Princess and the Frog, that one was a bit of a tight race at the beginning. But Mm -hmm. halfway through the voting process, we just began to see that Tiana took the lead. And it it overcame (laughs) Queen Elsa and took the win for Princess and the Frog. Uh, Also, in the very, very first match that we had, whoo! Snow White versus Bambi. Oh, Bambi. Oh yeah. Oh, Bambi. Ah, oh, I felt so bad.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I if there I don't know what voting is going to be like for anything else, but I don't anticipate anything else losing as badly as Bambi did in that first match. <laughs>
0: I'm actually afraid of the next one because I know Peter Pan is going to go against Leaping Beauty. I'm terrified.
1: Like, follow your heart. I'm
0: so terrified. I was hoping. I know. I. Oh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> follow your heart and always let your conscience be your guide. I know it has nothing to do with those <laughs> two, but, you know, it just felt like the proper moment to really throw <laughs> that out there. Everyone's like, what? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I understand that it's not from either one of those two films, but it felt like the right moment to follow something like follow your heart and always let your conscience be your guide. I don't know. It just felt right. (laughs) So, yeah, March Mayhem continues. Uh, I believe the next matchup that's happening is going to be Zootopia versus Moana. And then uh, after that is going to be Sleeping Beauty versus Alice in Wonderland. And then yes. Beauty and the Beast and versus Little Mermaid. And that's going to uh, finalize all of those first round matchups. Going to go into round two. And that's where I think it's going to get super, super, super interesting.
0: I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm <laughs> looking forward to the next uh, rounds. I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, Uh-oh. I suck at this because my <laughs> the person or the film that I thought was going to take it all the way didn't. And I feel like even if I adjusted at this point and I thought, okay, well, of the winners, I'm now going to try to choose a winner. I'm going to suck it up, too. And (laughs) I'm going to get it wrong as well. And, I mean, that's, you know, that's why I don't play sports bets because I'm just not good at it.
0: (laughs) That's the beauty of it. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm going to be like, oh, who's going to win? I'm like, three caballeros. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, they, look, there's a lot of that. – we've had a lot of comments about uh-huh. uh, different films and, like, why didn't this film make it in? Why didn't that one make it in? And it was, it was difficult narrowing it down. You know, I think the films that made it into the bracket are really representative for a very large group of people. You know, and yeah. yes, there are some films that are absolutely memorable, like Hercules, for instance. Yes. But uh, I, I don't think that they represent this huge sector of people the way that an Aladdin or a Beauty and the Beast or a Little Mermaid do in general. Right. So, plus, yeah. I mean, when you really think about it, there's so many great films in every era and we had to choose four Uh, yeah and we couldn't no and you know what honestly (laughs) like next year's march mayhem i i've been thinking about it because every year we've tried to have a different theme i feel like next Mm -hmm. year we can even have part two of this particular one and choose four totally different ones from each era and then choose that winner
0: i think we should do underdogs
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like under, like most underrated films. Like I'm already yes. nominating Meet the Robinsons for one of them. Atlantis. Oh oh yeah yeah. I know people are mad. <laughs> Treasure Planet. Chicken Little. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. So again, if you're not following us on Instagram, make sure that you are. Just search for Podketeers, P-O-D-K-E-T. E-E-R-S. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, um, you know, search for Podcuteers as well. Or go to podcuteers.com and you can follow along there. You'll see the March Mayhem logo. You can go to the March Mayhem page and see the schedule of upcoming matches, who's won, you know, so who's advanced. And we're updating the bracket on that page every single day. So you can bookmark it, check back every day for uh, the the winners so far. But yeah, I'm super excited about how it's going to go. I know I'm going to get it wrong. I'm still excited. I don't even care. So that's (laughs) it. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Otherwise, I'm going to keep rambling. And let me tell you, my back is killing me. That's probably why I'm just like rambling, rambling, rambling. Because I'm just like (laughs) trying to get my mind off of it. So that's it. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward. And always remember to pass on the magic. Have a great week, everyone.
0: Bye.